Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have with me Spice Hogan, and we are going to be discussing creating healthy boundaries in romantic relationships. Very important topic. Before we dive in, let me tell you a little bit more about Spice. She is a lifelong performer, educator, and creative entrepreneur who loves to inspire others through her big voice and heart and her love of deep thoughts and humor. She's a seasoned performer and producer and has written, produced, and performed in countless shows involving music, comedy, and theater. As a love empowerment coach, Spice helps strong and successful women dive deep into their psyches to discover what's getting in their way of being successful in love and intimate relationships and provide them with tools to finally receive the love, clarity, and support they deserve. As a sex and relationships educator and expert, Spice has taught workshops on various aspects of alternative love and sexuality all over the country. She also has hosted the Spicy Buzz podcast for many years with past episodes available via her website. Welcome to the show, Spice. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. So before we dive in, will you tell our listeners what your superpowers are? Hmm, my superpowers. So I'm somebody who was very blessed to be born to really young, supportive parents who taught me from a very early age that I had a lot of strength and power in my being just by being who I was and by being Mm. alive. And that enabled me to be somebody who has always been really good at um, just kind of asserting what it is that I want, being able to stand up for who I am and for what I want, and having a really strong sense of individuality. Um, and that's really helped me um, in, my, in my life, in my work, in my relationships. I learned to just be unapologetically myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helped in a lot of other ways. Um, I'm the kind of person who is pretty much unafraid to say what needs to be said, even if no one else is saying it. Mm-hmm. And that can be a superpower. Um, it also sometimes comes with some adversity because sometimes people don't want to hear certain things. But I've always been the person that like somebody will be like, damn, we're upset about this. And then I'm the one that goes and tells everybody, hey, so-and-so is up- or like, you know, kind of takes on the burden of being the one to communicate about what's going on. Um, and that's that's a good thing, you know. Like I said, it it sometimes can come with some struggles, but I feel really good about being able to be that way. And um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've really learned to be able to say things in a way that people want to hear, and how much more um, just how much more effective that is in communication and also just being able to be really kind and compassionate and inspire people to to do the hard things that they need to do in life because there's always going to be those so those are some of my my superpowers i'd say beautiful and your parents named you spice too right well spice is a nickname i've had since i was a baby uh-huh Okay. So, yeah. It's I love given it. me. Thank you. It's given me something to live up to. You know, I can't be a, 
a boring person. And when I asked my mom, like, why did you call me Spice? She said you were spicy. And I was like, well, how did you know? And she said, oh, I just knew. (laughs) (laughs) How does your mom feel about your line of work? Well, I assume that she feels great about it. Unfortunately, my mom passed. Uh So, okay. But my mother was the person who really taught me that um, sex was natural and that sex was something that was meant to be enjoyed and to not feel shame about and to just have great communication around sex and love. So um, I know that she would be very, very happy and thrilled that I am putting myself out there. She also loved seeing me put myself out there. So um, anything that involves me going out there and um, supporting people and spreading the word of of positive uh, love and sexuality, I think is something she'd be very proud of. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, thank you for that beautiful introduction to you. So let's talk about about boundaries. I think um, I think a common misconception that we have in our culture is that once you get into a relationship with somebody, you don't really need boundaries anymore. Hmm. <laughs> um, and whether or not that's like a, a conscious conception, I think it, it's something that that occurs. It's like once you you like merge with another human, you know, it's like. It's like the ultimate goal is to just become one. And yet boundaries are really super crucial to having clear communication, to to all sorts of things. Um, so I would love to just hear your take on, on boundaries and, and how you guide your clients around them. Okay. So first off, I would say that like when you said the whole thing about merging, I was cringing (laughs) because I feel like as much as people want to be connected to other humans and as much as that's a beautiful, wonderful thing, um, the idea of losing ourselves in somebody else is always unhealthy and, and always just leads to heartache because the reality is, is that we're all, our own humans, we're born alone, we die alone, and we have to be okay with that. And we have to be able to be clear about who we are. And, you know, a lot of times people wind up putting their own needs onto the back burner because they're trying so hard to to be something for somebody else and to be able to be like, you know, in order to do that merge that you talk about, um, they have to be something that they're not. And, you know, I mean, for me, I just remember, like, the first real relationship I had when I was a teenager, I really felt like, wow, the great thing about this relationship is that I'm doing me, the other person is doing them, and it's fun when we get to do it together. It makes life more fun. It makes life more exciting. It makes life work better. But I'm still doing me. I'm not being anybody who I'm not in order to be with this person. And I feel like people make so many compromises to their the integral part of who they are in order to be in relationships. Yes. And I feel like that's like a really that's a really specific issue that causes 
it, it just causes things to not work out very well. And I think that it causes things to not be sustainable because there's really only so long that you can deny who you truly are. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I believe this conversation that we're having today is such a crucially important one. Um, because everything you just said is, is absolutely true. We, um, we aren't going to, I mean, yes, we, we understand here at superpower experts that we are all, we know, we, we believe in the concept of, of unity and, and that we all stem from the same source. We all return to the same source and we are all also enacting out these individual lives and we have to be able to be fully expressed within them in our individuality to be able to meet with a person and and journey together alongside them and not try to make ourselves into one or the other um, because that creates a lot of messes. Um, so we are going to have to go to a quick break, but I want to um, I want to really dive in and explore this topic of boundaries with you when we get back. Before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your work? Well, my website is called Love Cleansing because a lot of what I do with people is really about cleansing through the patterns that we have in life that we've developed, um, that we've created, and how those stop us and sabotage us from having the things that we want. So my website is lovecleansing.com. Beautiful. So we are talking with Spice Hogan about creating healthy boundaries in romantic relationship and more when we get back. Stay tuned. This is going to be a really good conversation. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, we're back. So when it comes to boundaries, when you're working with your clients, what is like, where do you start? If someone, say someone has been in a habit of being in relationships and being that person who just does everything that the other person wants to do um, because they're, you know, I mean, that's a really common one for women, right? That they're, they're a pleaser um, and they, they want to make everyone else happy and they don't necessarily stand in their own resonance in their own truth first. What, where do you, what do you do with, with those clients when you work with them? Well, to be honest with you, I work with a lot of people not in relationships because I feel like it's really important to, um, to figure a lot of these things out before you're in relationship. Um, I think it's really important to have a very healthy sense of self before you dive into being with somebody else. So for me, the, you know, the thing is, is looking at with people, why is it that you don't want to stick to these boundaries. Um, but I feel like even before then, it has a lot to do with like that people don't really know what their boundaries are. 
Um, and that people sometimes don't even really know like what the concept of what is a boundary. So I like to like let people just, I like to really kind of go into depth with that. Like letting people know that a boundary is something that's actually designed to keep us safe and healthy and give us a container in which to play freely and to live freely. So boundaries, while they may seem restrictive to people, they actually give you freedom mm -hmm. because they allow you to know your parameters. You know, like, um, like children, for example. You know, like when a child has no boundaries, it actually feels really unsafe because you don't feel held in the world. You don't feel like you know what, what you can do and what you can't do. And so um, by setting up boundaries, um, you're actually creating a situation where you can feel more safe and you can feel more free to then operate out of that safe container. And so, you know, something else that I talk about a lot of times as well is about boundaries as self-care. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all want to have great self-care practices, right? Um, we all want to feel like we're taking really good care of ourselves. And the reality is that we have to because there's nobody else in the world that's going to take better care of you than you can take care of yourself. And you really can't take care of anybody else well unless you can take care of yourself well. And, you know, I think that that's something that comes up a lot in relationships is people, especially for, you know, the women that I work with, I work specifically with strong women who are used to being caretakers, who are used to being the ones who are like, well, I'm strong and, you know, I'm stronger than the average person, so I can take all of this on. And so a lot of times we... Um, wind up taking on too much, putting our own needs on the back burner, and we don't really have that self-care practice in, in place. And so by being able to set a healthy boundary, you're actually being able to care for yourself really, really well um, and make sure that your needs are being met before you're trying to meet other people's needs. And I think that that's like what a big part of boundaries are about. It's about taking care of other people before yourself. And so by setting that healthy boundary of, okay, this is what I need for me, you are really, you know, you're actually helping out the other person in many, many ways. <laughs> yeah, and something that, that I have found that often comes up for people who are always taking care of everyone else is that that question of what do I need for me can actually be really hard to answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of women don't actually even like if they were to sit and ask themselves that right now, like it wouldn't be an easy answer that would come. Yeah. Because so many of us are used to not, not getting that and not ever being asked that, you know, um, that was something that recently I was, I was talking with, um, in my group program, um, about, uh, you know, about boundaries and about this and just about like the idea of like, nobody has ever, has anybody ever walked up to you and said, what is it that you really want? Like, unless we start doing some real deep work with ourselves, most of the time, that's not a question that we we ask ourselves mm -hmm. because we also have this idea that it's wrong or selfish to want too much. Or we're afraid we can't have it. 
Yeah. We're afraid. I think that's a big fear that a lot of people carry that if I actually name and acknowledge what I want, I'm not going to be able to have it anyway. So I'm just not even going to say it. Right. But I think it comes back to, well, why can't you have it? Right. And, you know, there's an idea of like, it's selfish for you to want that. What you're wanting is too much or, you know, you don't deserve it somehow. And that's the thing that I find a lot in this boundary setting is that it becomes a it becomes a, an issue of self-worth and people feeling like, well, you know, that may be something I, I want. That may be a boundary that I want to set, but I don't really deserve, I don't really deserve that. Um, I, you know, I really, and, and also the self-worth of like, if I don't give in to what this other person wants, if, and if I ask for what I want, the other person's just going to go away. Yeah. And I just want to say for anyone who's listening, if that is a storyline you're running, you don't, if that, if that, that's true, that's not a person you want to be with anyway. If, if you ask for what you need and whoever you're with is like, well, screw you, I'm out. Like that's not, that's not a healthy relationship that you want to continue. Yeah. I mean, the other person is actually doing you a wonderful favor if, they, if they're not sticking to your boundaries or if they're not respecting your boundaries. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I want to say about that is that I feel like it's really important to have healthy boundaries that are based on, um, that are based on clarity and that are not just coming from a place of trigger. Yeah. Thank you for, for naming that. Cause I think that's, yes, that it can become a power play. Right. Cause that's the whole thing. You know, this idea of like, well, these are my boundaries and they need to be respected no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if I express these boundaries to somebody and they don't exactly adhere to what I, what I want, then I'm, then I'm walking away or I'm calling them a bad person or something like that. And in reality, what about if your boundaries are actually not really healthy, clear boundaries, but they're just based on a trigger? Yeah, they're, they're based on a fear. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there are two ways that you can see boundaries. You could either see boundaries as a shield, something that you're putting up in order to keep everybody out. Um, and, you know, a lot of times people do that because they are afraid and they've been hurt by something. And so they set a boundary based on that fear and based on that hurt of like, I just don't want this to ever happen again. So I'm going to set this boundary and I'll I'll make sure that this will never happen again. Mm -hmm. That may not be realistic. (laughs) So the other way to see a boundary is when you're able to get really clear on what, where the boundary is coming from and why you need it. And if it's really going to serve what it is that you're wanting, then you can see the boundary more as just a filter and something that you're able to filter um, people and experiences through and see like, okay, how does this feel for me? And does this feel right? And does it work? Or is this something that I need to change or I need to let people know? Yeah. And I think it's also important to name too, that like boundaries can change over time as we grow and evolve. Like what might have been a really important boundary for me five years ago might not feel as relevant to my, who I am now because of whatever work or growth I've done or, or, you know, conversations I've had with my partner or, you know, all of that stuff. Boundaries are, are, are mutable. They're not fixed. 
Yeah, definitely. Boundaries are a very fluid thing. And I think the more work that you do on yourself and just learning what your boundaries really are, the more you can be fluid with them and not see it as this like really rigid thing. Like if, because that's like what I was saying, it's, that's the way of using the boundary as a shield. It's Mm -hmm. coming at the boundary from a place of fear and saying, if things don't happen in this exact way, then I'm going to freak out. And the reality with life is that things may happen sometimes and you have to be able to roll with it and deal with it and also be able to recognize when somebody is not trying to, um, you know, disrespect your boundaries. They may just be doing something that they're doing in the world. And if you can have enough, like, if you just can have enough spaciousness within yourself to be able to say, hey, so, you know, here's, here's this thing that I'm feeling and how can, um, you know, and, and you did something and it felt like it really crossed the boundary. What were you, what, what were you meaning by that? And I think when you can have those kinds of conversations with people and just be clear and open and honest and hopefully not get triggered, (laughs) you can have um, a lot, you can have relationships that are a lot more joyful. Yeah, we have a whole episode about dealing with triggers. <laughs> if, mm. if we're, we're talking about that piece. Um, what are um, what are the most common places that you see this need for boundary come up for people? Well, I think in specifically in getting involved in relationships. Um, because, you know, it's easier for people to, to stick to a boundary when there's nothing pushing against it. So when you're, you know, when you're single or when you're like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be single in life and it's totally fine. You may not really be having to assert any of this. Mm-hmm. But when you're going out in the world and starting to date and get involved with people or just looking to be open to a relationship, I feel like that's when it's really good to, to really just know what your boundaries are. And that's why I say, like, I like to work with, with women um, who are, who are just at that point where they're ready to step forward into the world and start to have relationships. um, And, and just really being able to look at like, okay, like, what are your boundaries? What are they based on? And, um, you know, how, how are you going to communicate those boundaries to people in a clear way that's going to help you actually get the result that you want to have? So give us some examples of like, of some boundaries that people might have when they're going out into the dating world. Ah, well, um, I mean, I think it's such a personal thing. So it's really based on what, what's your own like what's what's your own thing that feels good to you or that feels right to you um you know like um so you know like let's say somebody is i mean there's very basic things like you know i'm not going to sleep with somebody on a first date mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know or i'm going to tell somebody right off the bat what what it is that i'm looking for um, you know, so, so I, I definitely like, I like to help people with navigating the dating world. Um, and, uh, so there's a whole list of like things that when you're going out and looking to meet people, 
what is it that you will do or won't do? Um, and what is it that you feel comfortable with and that you don't feel comfortable with? And what's going to get you certain results? Like, for example, if you're like, hey, I really want a serious relationship and you meet somebody and within a couple minutes of meeting them, um, or let's say you meet them online, and within a couple minutes of meeting them, they're like, they're trying to get you to meet up with them and like, go like, you know, meet them out or meet them. Hey, come meet me at my house. Like that's an obvious red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, And so things like that, I feel like being able to recognize red flags is super important. Um, And. But also like, you know, if you, if you have clarity that, um, you want a long-term relationship and you know that that's what you're going. Like I, I had a client recently where this was, this was her situation. She's had super clarity. Like she wanted to be in a long-term partnership and that's what she was looking for in. And when she, she was in the dating scene, she knew that she was not just looking for a fling. She was really looking for someone that she could develop a consistency with and and lean into a romantic partnership with right Mm -hmm. and and so when she was on i feel like kind of what you were sort of pointing towards is like okay if, if if she's on um tinder and she's having a message with someone who's like hey like i'm wanting like a fling right now or like i'm you know want to meet up and and have sex it's like, no, that's actually not what I'm looking for. And so, you know, we did a lot of work around being willing to, to stand in that, not, not following a thread, not following a, a trajectory with someone where you have clarity from go that that's actually not what you want anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was recently having a conversation with a client who, um, you know, they, um, they had a pattern of when they would meet somebody, if they were found the person attractive, they would just be like, oh, wow, like this attractive person is paying attention to me. And so I'm going to like just go and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with them and I'm going to assume that all of the other things that I want are probably going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also they didn't really know exactly what they wanted. But after getting more clear about it, she was just telling me about how like she was out someplace and she saw this guy who was really attractive and he came up and started talking to her. And normally she would be like, oh, he's so he's so hot and he's talking to me. And he asked her for her number and she said, you know what? I didn't like the way that he was talking to me. And I knew that he, you know, just was going to want like that he wasn't wanting the same things as I wanted. And so I told him, no, I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really important thing too, is to be able to stick to these boundaries in the face of um, something that feels really like vital and vibrant. Um, Because that can be the harder part. Like it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to stick to this boundary. But it's so much harder when there's something actually in your face. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that's what, that's what this, you know, client, what we, what we would walk through um, is, is this, uh, it was really hard for her, even though she knew that's what she wanted was a committed partnership. It's like, but what if through the fling, I find out he's the one, you know, and it's like, mm. probably not, probably that's not going to be what happens. Um, yeah. And I think the power, I think there really is, 
there's a, a real power in, in saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and not, not no just because, but no because we know why. No, because that's what's true for us. And right. and no, and I don't have to actually pick up the pieces of whatever fallout that might create for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also being able to just be so clear in that, that when you have like actually having an, a reason for why that no is. Right. Um, because, you know, I've had some people say things to me like, well, I just want to be able to say no. And like you said, not have to deal with the fallout, but like, I want to be able to say no and not have a reason. And while I think that that's, I understand that, I feel like that's also still coming from a slightly disempowered place because it's not wanting to have any, um, like it, it's not wanting to, to really examine sometimes what your no is and feeling like, eh, you know what, if I try to explain too much, this person's going to like talk Talking me out, out of my no. Right. And, but being able to be so clear in your no that you can not only say it, but you can say, and when somebody says, yeah, but, but, but you can say, nah, nah, and you can deal with all of those objections and be like, no, this is why, and this is why, and this is why, and goodbye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, when I said dealing with the fallout, I more meant like the emotional labor involved, right? Like you don't have to do other people's emotional labor for them. And I think oftentimes women are afraid to say no because they're afraid that they're going to hurt someone else. Yeah. Right. You're going to hurt someone else's feelings if you stand in your no, even if that's what's true for you. But, right. but I think, you know, what you're illustrating and what is so absolutely true is that if it's your truth, you can be with a person who's having hard feelings and you won't actually be shaken out of that. Right. Because it's your truth. And you can be, you can be firm and gentle and loving in that truth, in that no, um, and, and hold it. And they can, and and you don't have to deal with whatever emotional response they're going to have. I mean, you have to deal with it because it's in front of you, right? You have to be present with it, but you don't have to take care of that work for that person. That's their work to do. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it can be really hard to not to to do that. Like, I feel like, you know, I've talked to different people about that and, um, you know, they're like, but but what about, and, you know, I'm just going to feel so bad that they like, you know, are not getting what they want. And it's like, but what about you not getting what you want? Exactly. And that's really the most important thing. You can't be there for anybody else if you can't be there for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people do get sucked into relationships because of the fact that they don't know how to say no. Or just even sucked into, you know, maybe not even necessarily relationships, but experiences. I think there's many women, like you were saying about your client who, you know, is like, oh, well, I really want this long-term relationship, but here's this guy showing up who wants to pay attention to me, who wants to take me out, who wants to show me a good time. So let me just go with that. Mm -hmm. And very rarely does that end well. (laughs) Yes. So. Yes. And it's so it's just so important, I feel like, for us to be able to see ourselves as worthy um, because that's really what helps people to stick to these boundaries, not only knowing what they are, but just really seeing yourself as worthy of having exactly what it is that you want and knowing that there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing selfish in that, that that's actually what makes us better people. And what makes everybody else that we're dealing with 
a better person as well, because we're not just allowing other people to, um, you know, be the kind of person that pushes boundaries. Like if you're not standing up for yourself, you're actually doing a disservice to all of the people that you're surrounding yourself with because they're not being given the introspection of themselves to look at, hey, how am I maybe pushing somebody else's boundaries? Um, and you're also not showing them that you have value and that they have value. Yeah. And I, I do think that there is, well, I think it's a conversation for another time. It's going into more of a, you know, I think, I think a, lot of, a lot of this desire that women have um, and I'm, I'm pinpointing on women. I know it's not just women. There are definitely men who fall into the pleaser category as well. Um, but, but I think women, we're, we're inherently wired as caretakers, right? Our bodies are designed to give birth, to, to give life. And, and so we, we, are, we are wired to care for more than just ourselves um, in our biology, and I think that there is also a really inherent wisdom that we carry as women about wanting to tend to to a collective, right? And and there there is an aspect of community experience that we require for for wholeness, um, for for a, for a certain level of fulfillment as humans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to be here together. We didn't come here to be in a solo experience. We, we want to be here together. And yet, in order to be able to really do that and to do that well, we have to know where we end and another person begins. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I like to say that by setting your boundaries, it's actually the most caring thing you can do for everybody involved yeah. in the situation. It's not only you. It's also helping everybody else because then the other person might be going on false information, you know, and like, for example, if, if let's say you have a boundary about something and you don't tell the other person, they might just be, you know, unconsciously trampling all over your boundary, making you feel bad. And then you say, you know what? I don't want to have anything to do with this person anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault. It's, you know, and not that I'm trying to say that there's a fault or a blame, but it's creating a situation where if you're not telling somebody what you're feeling and what you need, you can't really expect that they're going to be able to provide that for you. You're not even giving them a chance. And sometimes we don't know that we have a boundary until it's crossed. Mm, Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes someone stepping on it. To be like, oh, wow, actually, I didn't even know that was a thing for me, but that's a thing for me. Yeah. That, that didn't work. But, but like you said, the person's not going to know unless you tell them. Right. And, and there's a way to, to say like, wow, okay, like I didn't realize up until this point, up until you did that or that happened, that that was a boundary for me. But now I'm realizing that this is, this is, this is um, something that's here for me. And so if moving forward in the future please don't because that doesn't work for me. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I have this whole thing about how to, you know, how to not get your boundaries crossed. And one of the things I really like to say is to let yourself be a hell maybe. So, you know, (laughs) 
<laughs> so what does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people are always saying, you know, don't do this unless you're a hell yes, or don't do this unless you're a hell no. But like, sometimes you just don't know. And like we we're saying, like boundaries are something that can be fluid. They could change based on the moment. They could change sometimes based on the person, mm -hmm. you know, um, or based on whatever it is that you're doing. And also, like you just mentioned, sometimes you don't even know a boundary has been crossed until it suddenly you feel a certain way and you go, huh, okay, that feels wonky. What does that mean? And so, you know, a lot of times we like push ourselves to just be like, okay, this is exactly what it is. And sometimes we don't know. And so like, it's like somebody might say to you, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, well, if I have to decide right now, then it's a no. Or if I have to decide right now, then, you know, people will a lot of times say no, just because it's like they don't, they're like not sure. Or they'll say yes, because they're not sure. And then that's even worse because then they wind up like, um, you know, flaking out it's on hard. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I feel like there's a lot of power in just kind of being okay with the fact that maybe you just don't know right now. Yeah, and, and what I what I really like about your say what you're saying is it it brings you present to what's true for you right in this moment. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's there's something to be said for anyone who's listening to this that like it's okay for something to feel like a yes and then to feel like a no later. Mm. And, and that is okay. It might be confusing for another person involved, but if we are, are strong enough in ourselves and willing to verbalize that and to stand in the truth of that, that, that is okay. Well, and also I think it's okay for something to feel like a no and then yeah, be a yeah. yes later. Yes. And I think that that's, so, you know, the flip side of like what you just said of like for things to be a no and then become a, a yes or a yes and then become a no. Mm -hmm. I think that that's very kind of like an outward sort of thing. I think that that's really based on somebody who has a pattern of just saying yes and then they get clear in themselves or they get stronger in themselves and they say, you know what, I'm going to go out there and say no. Um, the flip side of saying, you know, no that becomes a yes, I feel like is also about doing your own really deep inner work. It's more about um, how it is that you feel as a person, because a lot of times like you might be like, no, 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 I, I don't want that. And then you might do some real deep introspection and you then say, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to be a yes to this. Because sometimes the boundaries that we put on ourselves can be, can be really detrimental. Because like I was saying before, they could come from this place of fear. And, you know, and so I think it's also really good to examine boundaries, like not only the boundaries that you set with other people, but the boundaries that you set with yourself mm -hmm. are really some of the most important ones. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Spice, I'm on that note, I'm, I want to <laughs> thank you uh, for, for coming onto the show today. And to our listeners, I want to say thank you as well. Before we sign off, is there any, any last uh, pearls you want to give our, our listeners? Well, um, I mean, if anyone wants to connect with me, feel free to reach me um, 
through my website, lovecleansing.com. And also I'm on Facebook as Spicy Spice. Um, that's an ode to my, to my life as a performer that I've been for many, many years. And um, yeah, I really just feel like this work is super important. Um, you know, I do, I do a lot of different kinds of work with, with women around clarity and around communication. Um, but boundaries is the thing that always really comes up and it's really present in everything that that we do um, and all of these different things. So um, I have I have a lot of boundary work that I'm doing. I'm going to be starting um, a boot camp, and depending on when people listen to this, it may already be started. But I I do them, you know, I do them frequently. It's called Breaking Bad Boundaries Boot Camp, and um, it's all just about boundary work. I'm doing a retreat in a couple weeks. That's all about boundaries and self care, and it's just one of my it's just one of my things that I think is really important and is really relevant for many people. Awesome. Thank you for doing that work. You can find out more about spice at lovecleansing.com. And if you have not yet joined us in the superpowers, our real Facebook group, please do come and play with us over there. Check out. We've got some really exciting new programs for you. at superpowerexperts.com forward slash programs page. Um, and until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many, many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.